This is Dr. Tar. Oops, sorry. This is Professor Feather. <laughs> Hello. This is Doctor. Do you want to build a snowman head? <laughs> the blue fez, baby. <laughs> and you are listening that really to. Sounded obscene this time. You really are listening to, but you're listening to. Insane Radio. You oh. <laughs> <laughs> win! Yay! Finished! All right, so today we are uh, we're going to do a special, uh, very, uh, very special episode. Very special. Um, honoring the passing of John Saxon. John Saxon. Who had a very long and uh, productive career. He sure did, sure did. And he also had a very questionable hairline. <laughs> well, no, I'll tell you what. Um Speaking of that, I'll make just a little aside. Um, watch him in the glove. He gets his hair <laughs> He gets his hair must. I'm serious. It's must. My respect for him went up 100% when I saw the scene of his must hair. Did you see the bald spot? Must. He's got that, it I think. It was a must that's see not situation. The what? <laughs> the yeah. spot, the bald so, spot. I think one of the things that uh, I always liked about John Saxon was he's John Saxon, right? Uh, and he, um, but he doesn't look like your typical, um, like you, you don't go, John Saxon looks like, you know, it's everybody else is going to look like John Saxon. He's got that kind of like wide forehead. Um, he's got a really good expressive face and he does have that very strange hairline. You know what I mean? Like it's not like you can't tell if he is going bald or has, or, you know, you just don't know what's going on. Oh, he's going bald. Oh, he's going bald. <laughs> But uh, what uh, what is um, what's the first movie that you ever remember seeing John Saxon in? I'll go first. Do it. It was the and you un- saw it in the drive-in. It was the un- <laughs> it was the Unforgiven. Mm. Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, that's good. Yeah. yeah, that's when I first remembered him. I mean, you know, that movie came out what in nineteen sixty or fifty nine, yep. sixty something, right yeah. in that area. I yeah. was like ten years old. You know, and I, 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 I will have to admit, I probably, I think I saw it at the theater. Um, but yeah, I remember, I remember him. You know, he really stood out. His part isn't real big or, you know, great or anything. But I just, um, I, you know, he, he, John had had a charisma. Yeah, his uh, his name in The Unforgiven was Johnny Portugal, which was a great name. Yes. Yep. And if you, yeah, <laughs> and, and he has a unique look in the in the movie too. Yes, he does. Uh, it's not the greatest movie in the world, but you have because, like orange, orange bronzer because it has, uh, you know, it stars Burt Lancaster and, uh, you know, that right there. Just, yeah, you got to kind of ignore that. That's pretty hard. To ignore. <laughs> yeah. When I was, Burt Lancaster. Yeah. When I was younger. <laughs> yeah. When I was younger, I used to get him confused with Henry Silva. Mm. Mm. Oh, Henry Silva, though. I, I, oh, I, I never got I, confused. I, I could never think of his name. I never got them confused. I, uh, Henry Silva is one of my other all-time favorite. Uh, I think it's the four. I think it's the forehead. Yeah. <laughs> also, kind that, of a he, yeah. Saxon also has kind of a, 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 a Brando-esque look too. Yes. You know? Jack, yeah. Jack Nicholson. 
kind of Jack Nicholson. You're right. Mm -hmm. You know, everybody kind of, you know, he's the precursor <clears throat> to all of these kind of... Uh, those big foreheads character yeah. main actors or whatever so uh, blue fez uh, what was, hmm. uh, do you remember the first time you saw john saxon i i do um it was a and i believe it was a, pi a pilot for a proposed television show i think it was called planet earth oh, um, <laughs> and uh it, it, if i remember correctly it's this sort of like oh um there's been a you know, post-apocalyptic sort of thing and you've got these these scientists rolling around in a if I'm remembering this correctly, man, and he's like the lead, like the commander of of, of this right. Go ahead, go ahead, Ter. Oh, I was gonna say they used the tubes, didn't they? The like, there's like a uh, underground rail system that they would jump into and they'd <laughs> pop them up different places. That that I that uh, I don't remember. I thought they were tooling around in like something like like Arc Two. You know, this this big sciency mobile home van and they're trying to rebuild society but that's the first thing i remember seeing him in and but for me saxon it's all about the eyes he's got those that intensity it's like the minute he he, he make a great vampire the minute he la he latches on you're done you're dead you, he, you're like all right you got me you know whatever but that was the first thing i remember seeing him in television all right uh how about you uh dr tar I was going to say Planet Earth, but I remember it's like that. I, it may not have been the first one, but I, I did see like a, a night color from outer space, <laughs> which which was great. Which was a fabulous uh, alien posing as a uh, magazine editor. Yes, it was. <laughs> the night color. Yes. <laughs> <Anyway>. <laughs> You can watch that on Prime. Anyway, they, they, they would, they, the girls would go pose or some sleazy photographer, and it was the alien, <laughs> which Aren't I think is a great crazy? induction program. I know. I, I got to look this one up. Took it in the <laughs> enemy. Oh, it was great. Then you, you, you wait for this mutant monster at the end. Oh, this is going to be great because you saw the hand, and the hand was great. It wasn't. <laughs> it would have been a great topper though <laughs> what about you dr head uh i think the first one i remember it was it was also on television as most of the movies i watched as a kid were and that's how i saw them uh it was the bees you know late 70s <laughs> um mm. that that horrible movie with the uh the bees you know the killer bees that came up through south america and uh these bees mutated and become intelligent and start attacking people, you know, but I think the height of the I, bee craze. I, yeah. yeah. There yeah. was all kinds of killer bee movies. And as a kid, I mean, that stuff terrified me. So I'm going to watch every movie there is and figure out how am I going to survive this, you know, impending <laughs> killer bee invasion. So I think it's the beeocalypse bee. <laughs> exactly. Uh, I think it was, I think it was the bees. And then shortly after that, I think I remember seeing this even in the theater, uh, battle beyond the stars. Hmm. So, you know, speaking of a strange look, I mean, he had that horrible makeup. It looked like a, it might have been like a, like a birthmark on his face or something. It's a very stylized kind of Kiss era bad makeup. Yeah, you I know, love, I love that movie. <laughs> be Not stars. Overshadow uh, John Boy's mole. <laughs> yeah, yeah, something. Um, but yeah, those those neither of them are good movies. Um, at all <laughs> but uh oh no you know 
I think that's my earliest John Saxon memory. Yeah, that's good. Well, I'm going to kind of make a connection here because um, Professor Feather said that uh, he was kind of Marlon Brando-esque. Um, and I think uh, the first movie I saw him was The Appaloosa, um, where he was uh, he played a Mexican bandit. Um, he, uh, and he was nominated <laughs> yes. for a Golden Globe for that one. Um, and yes. the only reason I remember that is because whenever we'd watch these old uh, cowboy movies, um, it was like sitting there with uh, IMDb uh, because uh, Professor Feather would be like, you know who that is? You know who that is? You know who that is? <laughs> and he's like, that's John Saxon. You know, um, so that's my, my earliest uh, seeing of him. And then I was really like fell in love with him because of uh, he was really good in that. But like because of uh, I was so into kung fu movies and karate and all that kind of stuff. So, you know, him, yeah, so enter him, the dragons. Yeah, so yeah, him, him the dragon. being in Enter the Dragon, you know. Uh, and I think that really him and uh man, I can't remember what the the black guy's name that's in that. Those two guys Jim being, Kelly. being in the movie. No, it's not Jim Kelly. Yeah, it was it's yeah, I think it is. I think you're right. I think it's Jim Kelly. Um I think those two plus Bruce Lee really added to making that a great movie. You know, I think just if it would have been just Bruce Lee, you know, it would have been cool, but it would not have been like. Oh no, that was that was calculated having those two. You yeah, know, that was that was good. Yeah, and I, I, I said I think, and then from then on, you just always noticed him, like whenever he was in anything, and you're like, oh my gosh, he's in all of the um, Friday the Thirteenth <laughs> movies, or at least the first three, I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, well no, and you know, even if he didn't star, he was usually in a background somewhere too, and it was like. You know, it was just one of those actors that did a lot. I mean, it was just, <laughs> he was in some Italian movie, the, what was it, where they were Vietnam vets and infected with some kind of zombie virus. Oh, some cannibal back. apocalypse. Yeah, cannibal, <laughs> yeah, apocalypse. cannibal apocalypse. Yeah. Flesh eaters or whatever it was. Cannibal apocalypse. You're running around in the sewers or whatever. Can, did you hear Mark say cannibal apocalypse? I heard. Okay, I just, just didn't know. Ignoring. <laughs> just ignoring. <laughs> I'll sing. Do you want to hear about Cannibal Apocalypse? <laughs> oh, I do. It's <laughs> John Saxon. <laughs> Have you, you seen Black Christmas? Also with John Saxon. <laughs> oh, no. Well, you know, his career spanned from the early 50s up into the 20. 20- I did not. Yeah, he's and somebody had mentioned, I think it was Gadfly or talking about his hairline. Look at his early films. He has a beautiful head of hair. (laughs) (laughs) It was (laughs) it just fluttered and flowed in the wind. Yeah, Yeah, he he did a lot. He I mean, he he was working all the time, you know, did some TV stuff. Oh, yeah, a lot Um, of TV stuff. A lot of. TV stuff, didn't he? Oh yeah, yeah. Like yeah, the he was, Doomsday he was, Flight, which I just yeah, saw like a year or two ago. Yeah. It's a 1966 TV movie, Doomsday Flight. Right, right. Boy, I don't <laughs> remember that. <laughs> I, I think yep, we can yep, put. I don't remember too many TV movies. Uh, I, I was gonna say, I think we can put Saxon in that uh, category where he was like that dependable 
character actor. He he would he would show up. You know, he, granted, he was always John Saxon, but you, you, it was what for me. It's like if, if you saw it, it, it was kind of like a reassurance. I'd say, oh, John Saxon, this. All right, yeah, I'm in. I'm gonna watch because um, oh, thank just, God, it's John Saxon. Yeah, exactly. He's gonna save us. Um, but you know, it's like no matter what, he was always in there. You just like. I, 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 there was a hook there for me, you know. It's just he was like that 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 dependable character actor. That dependable actor was always there, you know. Yeah, and and his starring roles were always not like uh, you know the top movies of the of the era, <laughs> whichever yeah, but, era it was. You mean like the Globe? But, but they're still memorable because we're we're the talking. Glove. About oh no, I didn't say they were memorable. Yeah, I mean they're still so good, like Black Christmas. They're mem- mm-hmm. yeah, they're memorable to us. Yeah, That's Mitchell. Crazy. Black Christmas is this, such a, which I never really, I never saw Black Christmas. Is that like until, 72? Uh, 74. Um, I didn't see that in probably until I was in like my, you know, and I saw, I'm like, wow, this is, this is pretty, pretty good. Pretty creepy. Um, Mitchell, I never saw until Mystery Science Theater, which is appropriate. Mitchell. <laughs> yep. Mitchell. Exactly. Yep. Exactly. But I remember watching them as a kid, always seeing them on TV shows and stuff like that. And and usually when I saw them on the horror, the shows like, you know, like uh, the bees, I was probably probably saw those probably on Hula and Big Chuck or something. You know, I was, was just always... thinking of his acting and that his arms waving over his head. <laughs> Get him away. Yeah. Well, you talking about. Um... No, we weren't, but I'll mention it anyway. Talking about drive-ins, um, I saw Blood Beast from Outer Space at the drive-in. That's in, like, what, 65, I think. Blood I don't know if any, Beast from you Outer seen that Space. One? Blood Beast from Outer Space, yes. Hmm. At the drive-in. No, I saw, at the drive-in, yeah. I saw Blood Beach. Um, it, was, it, was a, it was called The Nightcrawler. The Nightcrawler. You might might know it that from that title. Oh, Night. Nightcrawler, yeah, it's same oh. same movie. So, sorry, but yeah, different title, yeah, yeah. yeah. But I great title I, though. I had the intrigue. <laughs> I love Blood Beast from Outer Space. That's I think that that's why I remember that title. I think Nightcrawler isn't that on uh, Prime. I think you can watch it on. Uh, is it? On I think what? so. I think Nightcrawler Nightcrawler is on Prime right now. Ah. streaming. Yeah. Yeah, I want to check it out because it's 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 it's, it's a it's a fun movie. <laughs> They're from they're from Ganymede, but there again, that's you know his acting, his his being the lead actor, just kind of you know the the movies he made weren't weren't the top quality movies. Queen of Blood. Have you not seen Blood it? Beach? <laughs> yeah, Queen of Blood. I like that one. Yeah, Queen of Blood. The Beach. Yep, Queen of Blood's good. Yes, the Beach. Yeah, they they used all the the Russian uh, spacesuits. Actually, had them shipped <laughs> over. Mm-hmm. Seriously, <laughs> and they had uh, Dennis Hopper in that one too. Yeah, he was in that. That's right. That's right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and and for another reason, I like that movie. Had a cameo at the. Yeah, I got really. I got Which one was it? Oh, Basil, Basil Rathbone. Basil Rathbone. Yeah, he was. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I forgot about that. That's right. Before Ackerman comes out with like the Easter egg, wouldn't he? And the jiggly, yeah. jiggly eggs. Yeah. <laughs> he wouldn't need the somebody's assistant or something. Yeah, something yeah. at the very something end. Really weird. Yeah, yeah. Shot. yeah. Alien, oh, yeah. I remember that. Just, just grinning, I, you know, ear to ear when I saw Forey, you know. 
the key was grinning too, and it just kind of ruined the scene. But oh. Oh, it did not ruin the scene at all. It made the scene. No, perfect. it didn't. It did. It, it did. It actually did. But the the special effects were from that Russian movie, and I thought those were actually kind of cool. The the alien designs yes. or whatever they were doing. Yeah, I thought they I thought were. That pretty was cool really thing. neat. Well, and you know that uh, he gets special cred for being a 70s icon because he was in From Dusk Till Dawn uh, as a cameo yeah. appearance. FBI. Oh, yeah. FBI. Yep. That's true. <laughs> I forgot about that. That's right. And he was in Tenebrae, Dario Argento. Mm-hmm. He was. He had a slew of Italian movies, didn't he? Western and... How do you so. pronounce it? Jello or Gilo Jello? Or yeah, the yellow. Yeah. yeah, he yeah yeah he was one of the actors that did that whole kind of transition, you know. Yeah, uh, the evil eye. Was a, I think what, think about it, think about all of them that that did that. You know, it was pretty interesting in that time period. Yeah, because yeah. he did like Tony, three uh, or four. <laughs> yeah, in that same year, he did like three or four: the Scorpion with Two Tails and Tenebrae, um, and also did a, a Filipino. Uh, horror film called uh, Des- or Desire, um, but not a horror film. I don't know anything. I never no. heard of that. Never heard of that one. But, but he was doing some overseas acting in the early 80s. And there's a bunch on his list. I thought, that it, I thought it seen. was before that. I, that uh, said, I, th- I thought it was before that, 60s or something. Italian movies. And, mm-hmm. well, I must kind of thinking of the wrong my normal for Americans. I, I seem to remember watching a move, a version of, of something like Brave New World or something that I thought ha- had him in it, but I must be completely mistaken because nothing I can find that he was on there, but I swear it had John Saxon in it because he had one of those faces that I remember oh, as a kid. Earth two or whatever. Well, maybe maybe that was it then. Was it was it like a Brave New World kind of scenario? Or Planet Earth or... Oh, so there was a movie that was called Strange New World, and I think the oh. one that I referenced earlier... That was Strange New World. Brave New World was one where he plays uh, uh, Planet Earth was, uh, hold on, Man Wakens from Suspended Animation, finds himself in the 23rd century where women rule the world and men are slaves called Dinks. <laughs> dinks. So I, dinks, yes, Dinks. So I dinks? think the one I was, Dinks, yeah. Yeah, Dink. Yeah, a bunch of Dinks. A Dink to do. And he's sold as a slave but escapes and joins a male rebel movement. I'm surprised that movie's not being brought out, brought out and thrown around the incel uh, community right now. Um, so I think the one that I saw was Strange New World because I remember the van and uh, them going no, around I... and trying to restart society. The other one I remember, though, the Amazon, whatever, it's a TV movie. Didn't um, um, oh, Star Trek, didn't he write that? It. Gene Rodenberry. Oh, wrote really? that the pilot. Uh, okay, so he did Planet Earth. I yeah, but whether let's check to see if he did Strange New World. That sounds like something he would have done now. Oh, it's a TV movie. Yeah, that's how I saw it. Yeah, Gene Rodenberry did both. Yep, he wrote both. It had uh, Lurch as like this whatever guy, the companion with all these guys. Was the strong man. Yeah. <laughs> Well, in the 60s, he did a lot of television. Um, so he was on Gunsmoke, and he played one, two, three, four, five different parts on Gunsmoke. 
um, in five at the same episodes. time. And yeah, at the same time in five. Oh, years I, I remember him cropping up all over the place. Yeah, and that and Bonanza. You know, he was a staple. I, it yep. seemed like you know yeah. he would just be popping up here and there. It was, um, it was like weeds. Had to keep it was like weeds. Right. Yeah, he's on Bonanza. He, he was did. the Saxon weed. Yeah. Three. <laughs> oh, that's that's a move. We got that. That's our. Get that's, the in, that's in pre pre post production. He did three different uh, episodes of Bonanza. Bonanza. Two different episodes of uh, Ironside, and three different episodes as three different Wait characters. Wait a minute, Ironside wasn't that Raymond Burr? <laughs> mm-hmm. And didn't Raymond Burr appear in the American version of Gojira? I mean, Godzilla? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm just tying this into the people who listen to man. Right. Well, I'm going to tie. <laughs> I, I'm going to tie this. Thanks for bringing it all around. I'm going to tie this into a future episode about gorillas because he played Janice on Garrison's Gorillas. Oh, hey. <laughs> he was also in the Six Million Dollar Man and what may have been the best episodes of the whole series, wow. The Return of Bigfoot. Yeah, that is that's absolutely truth. true. <laughs> you know. I forgot about that. Oh yes, the only ones yeah. I really liked. The only the six million dollar man who played Bigfoot. Really Come on, who played Bigfoot? They're so. Who played Bigfoot? Yeah, who played Bigfoot? Oh, it was the guy who plays Jaws, in the in the uh, I think Richard Keel. Richard no. Keel. No, no. Who was it? It's Andre the Giant. Was it Ted Cassidy? Andre the Giant. Oh, really? no kidding. Wow, I nice. totally forgot that. Here's an aside. I was watching this thing and on uh, Prime about old wrestling shows, and they had some old footage of people like Bobo Brazil and uh, you know uh, Randy Savage, the Iron Sheik, and even earlier than that. You know, it, it, very interesting. Anyway, <laughs> sorry. No, that's uh, but I think that's uh, you know the whole thing. Like he was on Kung Fu. Um, yes, he was on Streets of San Francisco. Oh, so I said, that's what I said. He he would just pop up, you know. He would Fantasy Island, six episodes of Fantasy Island. I know, yeah, right? Starring John Saxon. Yeah, yeah, he's everywhere. Yeah, he was two different characters on the Six Million Dollar Man as well. He was Nedlick, and he was also Major Frederick Sloan. I think we lost somebody. Doctor Tar. Doctor. You got tired of our shit. What's going on? Was John Saxon playing? Did he play like the evil six million dollar man? Was that his role? No, you're thinking of the six billion dollar man, which was some other dude. <laughs> he, so I, I thought there was a like a, a in the show there was a they made like a attempted a second one, but yes, it, it yeah that kind of went crazy. Yeah, it was the blonde. Okay. It was the blonde guy, and I think, okay. I think you right. could tell because he cocked the other eyebrow up every time he was. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I I liked Lindsay Wagner. I re, I think I enjoyed uh, whatever the Bionic Woman. Bionic Woman. Yeah, because uh, that that ear that's that's the sexiest ear I've ever seen. It's the first ear I've gotten that intimate with that close. With that and Charlie's Angels and Three's Company. What more did you need? Um, at him. You're forgetting the Queen. Oh, Wonder Woman. Excuse me. Thank you. Yeah. Yes. What is man. all the world is waiting for her and the power she possesses. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> well, here, here, we've been talking about, you know, just, you know, uh, examples of John Saxon. So I, I want to kind of uh, usurp the time here and pass it over to Blue Fez because he wants he's just dying to talk about uh, that wonderful 1979 movie, The Glove. 
I, I don't know Take what you're away, talking about. Take it away, Blue <laughs> Okay, everybody. So last night, I got the opportunity to share, a, as you said, a 1979 cinematic, and we'll just call it a cinematic accoutrement based on the subject matter, which is The Glove. 1979, directed by rough-and-tumble character actor Ross Hagen, also co-wrote the movie. The premise... The police invent this armor, and I use the term loosely because there doesn't seem to be any, there's very little armor plating on it. It's a, it's a helmet, it's this sort of quilted vest, but the the titular piece, if you will, is this glove. It, it's a black leather glove, elbow length, you know, if we're going to get technical. It's got metal plating on it, which we were debating whether or not this was actually metal and not plastic. And so it's it's stolen the police create it and then it's determined that it's it's just it's too much power for the police to have and i i'd like to add that there's nothing cybernetic there's no mechanical assist it's just a glove with plates that's it the police deem it too terrifying it's too much power for them to have <clears throat> and um so they retire it but rosie greer who's in the uh, plays a plays a an ex-con who I think was wrongly sent to jail and he wants revenge on the people who sent him there. So he gets out and somehow gets the glove. It's not really sure how he gets it, but he gets it. And then he goes on a revenge spree going after the cops that sent him to jail or menaced him while in jail. And it's just basically, where's the outfit? He just beats the crap out of him. John Saxon shows up as a kind of down and out, you know, private investigator, bounty bondsman. Yeah. Bounty bounty hunter. hunter. Um, and, and he narrates much of the movie in kind of like, you know, your your classic sort of film noir style. He's down on his luck. He always makes the wrong choices, bets on the wrong horse, you know, sort of thing. And and he sees capturing Rosie Greer's character as his, you know, $20,000 score, which we all said he's going to lose it anyways. But that's kind of the setup. And when I first came across the film, and it was on IMDb, and it's usually in that section where if you look up a movie and then they have a little area down there that says, oh, you you might also like these movies. They're related. And that's how I end up falling down the rabbit hole. And I saw the picture, and I'm like, okay, I'm curious. I look up the, 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 the byline of the movie. I'm like, all right, I need to see this. And I figured this is going to be like Rollerball, some sort of post-apocalyptic <laughs> future movie that the suits got tech in it no that it's modern day it's 79 there's no tech it's just this glove and it's there's nothing to it and it it, it was a train the movie's a train wreck but if you like bad movies this is the quintessential bad movie that's disjointed that there seems to be two themes going on here they don't really cross over and if they do it's kind of a drunken haphazard cross and <laughs> accidental was, oh yeah but it's and again the 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 you know you're in trouble because there there are no bumpers at the beginning there's no you know producer identification for the movie the movie bitch slaps you into the credits which are bright red with black text and there's these glove graphics and 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 there's a line in the song, something about the kiss and rape of the glove. And it's like, wow, you guys are really trying to sell this? And it doesn't deliver. Um, and then there's a there's a scene with John Saxon and he's 
strapping on like a, jo- a green jogging suit and a gun belt and, you know, the Charlton Heston collection. And he has to drag in somebody who's in a hot tub, whether or not he's naked. We're not sure. He's not. He's wearing a little Speedo. And, and it's just this sort of like, you know, then his, his boyfriend comes out and then there's this this awkward fight around the hot tub. And it's it's just we, and the movie just falls apart from there, but in a beautiful fashion. And, you know, John Saxon's John Saxon. I, I I think he held up his end of the deal. You know, he delivers a typical Saxon-esque performance. Um, yeah, I highly recommend this movie. If you want a bad movie, this movie is just spectacular. I, for one, am glad that I bought it and that I own it. I'm glad this is part of my collection. I, uh, I think that um, the Mummy and the Monkey, the horror hosts that uh, do their show every Friday night on um, Facebook live streaming, um, not this past Friday, uh, but uh, like a week ago, they did a tribute to John Saxon because um, in their show, they tend to insert John Saxon into every movie that they uh, <laughs> that they do. So, yes, nice. Yeah, the, oh, uh, the glove. The glove. Yeah. Now, you know, we talk about. Are you are you done, Fez? Go ahead. Oh, I was just gonna say it also has and one of my favorite character actors, Michael Pataki. That's it. I'm done. <laughs> I was going to bring that up. You did. That's good. <laughs> Pataki alert. And Keenan Wynn. Yes. With one of the best looking mustaches you'll ever see in any in any movie. It's probably. Yeah, that was. It's probably two mustaches. <laughs> it was. It, it was a thing. It's called it a stash stash. Not a mustache. <laughs> stash stash. It's a mustache. Yeah. <laughs> this movie. Well, I have to see this movie now. I've got Oh, you. It, it's. I'll tell you what it is. It's a. 70s um, uh, um, softcore porn the glove the glove oh yeah no you watch the movie and you'll know exactly what I mean oh yeah isn't that right Fez oh, oh. I it's kind of like watching jailbait babysitter but with the glove <laughs> Is that what we're talking about? No, it's nothing like that. But, <laughs> but, but, no, this is nothing like anything you've seen. Yeah. Well, it makes me even more excited to, and, and then looking yes, forward to Yes, I recommend everybody watch it as pure, unadulterated therapy. Yeah, yeah. it would be, uh, if it were a sitcom, it would be like, everybody loves Rain Man. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. So John Saxon was, uh, like, uh, if you look at his TV roster, it's just, it's huge. The, uh, and it continues from the 60s all the way through the 80s. Um, so, like, in 1976, he hit, like, The Rockford Files, Bionic Woman, Starsky and Hutch, Wonder Woman, all right? Yes. Um, and, you know, we already mentioned, uh, what's, uh, Fantasy Island, Quincy, M.E., he was on Hawaii. Quincy. <laughs> <laughs> ah, oh, I remember watching that show. I love that yeah. show. Did loved you it. really? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah, Hawaii Five-O. Um, yeah, Jack Klugman and Quincy was his overacting was just oh my god, it was just so intense. <laughs> <laughs> it was on Dynasty. I remember very little of it, other than the, the opening credits where the, he, he unveils a body and someone passes out. That's about <laughs> all I remember that show. I was a whole ten. You know, it wasn't that's the kind that's, of show. that's all you need to remember. <laughs> that's, <it. laughs> that's, that's probably better for my psyche. Yes. Yeah, but even more importantly, uh, John Saxon was on the A Team. Uh, Magnum PI, <laughs> murder, yes. murder she wrote. Um, oh, yeah. yeah. The Ray Bradbury Theater, Matlock. 
Okay. Well, oh, he was on Ray Bradbury Theater. Yeah, oh, and boy, he's a knight. Yeah. I don't remember the... Kung Fu, the legend continues. It's on CSI, for crying out loud. Masters of Horror, which uh -huh. was a pretty good series. I like Masters yeah. of Horror. Yeah. I never saw Warwolves, though. It was on... Oh, no, maybe I did. It's a sci-fi network. Yeah, maybe I did. So, uh, Dr. Tar just... Uh sent a, uh, a note through the pneumatic tube network here at the asylum and uh, he seems to be uh, heavily medicated <laughs> at least that's what the message seems to say alright so John Saxon anybody have any final words on the, the legend I, I think I'd like to say that maybe John Saxon was Hollywood and Hollywood was John Saxon. You'd like to say that, but you won't. Yeah, I'd like to, but I did. I just yeah. said it. Now he can't take it back unless you guys hey, edit it out. I'm not taking it back at all. <laughs> You'll have to say it with more conviction. I mean, as a, as yeah. a kid, you know, before I learned to separate reality from fantasy last week, when I would see... <laughs> I was going to say, actors, I, I think, yeah. 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 That's a lie right there, Cohen. <laughs> yeah. I wasn't aware like that Dr. was possible. Carr, I was heavily medicated last week. <laughs> <laughs> my own doing. Yeah. So for those brief four hours, other than all the time slips, I'm like, so that's what's real. Shit, my pants. <laughs> Otherwise, it was like, how long have I been standing here? Why am I talking? What? Have I not been talking? Oh, my God. Um. I, I saw Saxon everywhere, you know, all those shows. And it was just like you knew he was an actor who just, he was a working actor who did all kinds of stuff. He was in a lot of movies that I liked. And as I grew up, and as I started watching other movies that he was in, like when I first saw Enter the Dragon and Queen of Blood and and even, uh, you know, Nightmare on Elm Street, um, he was just a face who was, was memorable. And it was kind of like a carryover from my childhood. Like, oh, here's this. It was kind of comforting, kind of like in a way that that Fez said. It was it was it was a something about seeing him that made you say, "This is going to be okay," you know. And you're you're willing to invest in it because he never really kind of let you down. There were some bad movies, but he was always a consummate performer, even in the midst of some really bad writing. He was always there and and, and did his job. A true professional. He certainly was. Nope. Yes, absolutely, and and reinforced your, your vision, your perception, your your memories, totally reinforced by all of his appearances on TV, which just mm -hmm. then you know brought him it just brought him into your life, you know it, especially when you're gravitated when your kids watching TV and the type of movies that we talk about consistently, you know mm -hmm. he's a presence in all of that from and you know for me from all the way from you know my early youth. Up until you know, just recently, <laughs> yeah, and, and it, it even it really is uh, impactful when your father says, "That's John fucking Saxon." Remember that boy. <laughs> <laughs> and he had the cattle prod at the ready if you didn't have his name. Stop watching Ultraman. <laughs> <laughs> you want to wind up like Doctor Head? Stop it. <laughs> All right. Well, there you have it, John Saxon. He's the legend. John Saxon. Thank you, John Saxon. Rest well in that B-movie lot in the sky. Yeah.
You guys want to watch me take a dump? Say! All right, this is awkward. We're never going to be able to start. We don't know where to go. <laughs> what? Wait a minute. Let's play for an hour. Here, I'll, I'll start it. This is not Dr. Tar. This is Impostar. This is Professor Feather. <laughs> this is Impostar. <laughs> the Midnight. This is also not Dr. Tar. <laughs> also not Dr. Tar. And you've been listening to Sex On, Sex Off. <laughs> uh, same. Radio! Radio! Wanna listen to Unsane Radio? Unsane Radio. Brought to you by Eerie House Radio. Ooh. Yes, yeah. you can watch Eerie House, or you can listen to, I'm sorry, you can listen to Eerie House Radio on blog talk slash daily you can watch they it play, too, but ain't they play old time radio shows, and it's just wonderful. It's it's a beautiful, beautiful show. Um, him and Dave Binkley and Gar the Ghoul on Friday nights um, are the hosts, and they do a great job. Uh, Dave is a font of information. It's just it's like Doctor Tar's uh, um, grade B information. You know? <laughs> it's 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 amazing. It's it's like he's a. I would say idiot savant. I would just stop it at idiot. You know. <laughs> oh, he has. He's totally got all that stuff in his head. I'm I'm amazed at the kind of stuff he might, he remembers. Oh, exactly. Um, yeah. And that's yeah. Dave Binkley's the same way on, on the radio front. Um, history of radio, and it's it's a it's a fun show. It's on Friday nights, and and again on, and then another show. They do a show on Friday night and a separate show on Saturday. So they actually do two shows a week. They've done over seven hundred episodes of different shows and stuff. That's over nice. There, wow, over the that's time crazy. That they've been doing it, and uh, they're just entertaining too. And the shows are great. You know, some of them, some of them suck. It's just like watching these movies. Some of them suck, but some of them are really, really good. So check it out. They are t- they are they are this episode's sponsor. And you can find us at uh, unsaneradio at gmail.com, which we're supposed to put somewhere now. Isn't that right, uh, yes. Gadfly? Yes. Yeah, we, we'll, we'll put that somewhere so you can actually write to us. Um, and uh, you can find us all over Facebook. Mark Justice Writer. Two fabulous books um, that Mark wrote. Uh, we Freaks on Facebook by John Boise, a.k.a. Wong. <laughs> Blue Fats Man. And Midnight Gadfly is just lurking wherever you can find a place to lurk. So. And Dr. Tar is in surgery. <laughs> <laughs> on himself. Performing on himself. self We have a Twitter thing that um, uh, it's it's Radio Unsane at Twitter. Twitter, whatever. And there you go. There you have it. <laughs>